Welcome back to the channel everyone, hope you're all well. Today I'm just going to hop on and say a few words rather than the usual podcast intro. So yeah, firstly, if you haven't already, please subscribe, like this video, share with friends and family if you like my content. I'm having some of the world leading names in the fields on here. For example, today is the cutting edge of self-sabotage work and mind control in the media. It's got 75,000 followers. So obviously I'm very new. But I want to build up my subscription at the moment. We're on about 600, hoping for a thousand men of the month, all being well. And yeah, another little thing I wanted to talk about was my 11 week challenge coming up. So this is all about incorporating healthy habits for our well being that will raise our vibration. And you can read more about that in the description below where I'll leave a link. So yeah, if you want to shift your focus and awareness away from all the mess going on in the world right now and into yourself, really recommend that course check it out and then today like i say a world leading expert in mind control self-sabotage psychology someone i've followed for five years it was quite surreal talking to him face to face i was a little bit nervous you might be able to tell at the start but yeah i really hope you enjoy it as much as i did there's so much knowledge and wisdom to be taken from this podcast i'd maybe even recommend watching it a couple of times to make sure you take on all that knowledge so yeah Please enjoy and thank you. Welcome back everyone to the Enlighten with Alex podcast. I'm really excited today. I've got Jason Christoph on my channel. We've been following this guy four or five years. So to speak to him face to face, it's pretty epic. He's a self-sabotage coach, psychology and mind control expert and truther. He's what I call a real life Morpheus, handing out red pills like Big Pharma hand out vaccines. <laughs> dragging you out of your subconscious programming and letting you live in your true power. So welcome, Jason. Hey, that was great. Thanks, Alex. I appreciate the intro and I appreciate you having me on today. No worries, no worries. Uh, so I thought just to start, could you tell us a little bit of your background and how you became the man you are today? Yeah, I, I always tell people uh, the same story as I graduated from McGill University when I was 24 and because of all the mind programming and mind hacking that I was under but not aware of at the time, I, I know I needed a job, I needed to survive and I opened my first business and I did very well. So I wasn't really, I guess, traditionally under that nine to five work program that most people are. I was raised in an entrepreneurial family, <clears throat> but I was also raised in a very self-abusive family, alcohol and caffeine. And that follows you. And I only found that out later. So when I became successful in business, they, they kind of get you if you're, <laughs> they kind of get you coming and going. If you happen to make money, um, Usually the programming that I'm going to talk about is, you know, it's all about hurting yourself and that will inhibit you from making money. But if you're like what one out of the 10 person people that get past that, like I did, I started to make some big money. The programming, the same programming that inhibits most people from making money, it was with me. So if you gave me 20,000 or 30 or $40,000 a month, I just, really hurt myself a lot more ferociously enacting the same mind control program that was instilled into me by the movies, the TV shows, and the government indoctrination. And I was so good at business, but also so good at hurting myself that I was almost dead at 29 years old. 
and I had heard, I couldn't walk. I had this really, it was like a lightning pain down my, uh, my left side. I couldn't walk and even myself at that time thought, okay, something's wrong here. I didn't think there was something wrong with hurting myself. I thought I was mad at my body for letting me down. I got, had to get back to the top of the corrupt ruling pyramid where all the girls and the money uh, were, was so that I could keep partying. So I was like, I, someone's got to fix me so I can keep destroying myself. So I phoned this very good practitioner out of this holistic healing institute in California uh, called the Czech Institute, C-H-E-K. <clears throat> and she came down knowing how this all goes down and everybody, not just me. So she just looked at me and knew that I was your typical North American soulless meat bag with all these fragmented belief, uh, liaria based belief systems running in my neurological system. And she knew that she had to defragment my hard drive and get the viruses out without triggering them to attack her. And that's what the Czech practitioners are really good at, coming in, knowing you're a psychological mess, that the symptoms you have for, for disease are simply a reflection of the inverted and fib and lie-based belief systems that you hold. So she came in and she was really sort of healing me psychologically as she was addressing my health-based issues. And um, she cleared that hip pain up in no time flat. I sort of had it for 20 years before I met her and she removed it in about two weeks. I was feeling more vibrant, more alive. I could get back to destroying myself with the drugs and the partying. But I was so interested in her magic abilities, I enrolled in the Czech Institute in California because I thought, oh, I'll just monetize this, make more money, I'll heal people, and I'll be able to get me more ammunition for destroying myself. <laughs> so as I went to the Czech Institute and I started to get on their wavelength and started to eat better, my soul started to return to my body. Because that's what happens when you poison yourself, this innate wisdom that comes with your soul. And I, I know this is invisible and I know it sounds wishy-washy, but you have to verbalize it somehow, is that the soul we got given with all this innate wisdom, it doesn't like taking up housing in us if we're toxic. <laughs> So, and I was very toxic. So as I started to make the house a little bit more organized, clean it up a little bit, less toxic, all this innate genetic and uh, untapped invisible wisdom started coming back to me. And for lack of a better word, I started to be a little bit, a little bit more awakened. I go from 15 martinis a night to uh, five and then the next year it was two and then the next year it was none and there was a whole in in the course of a year right now i'll uh, if someone's around i might sip their drink because they say it's awesome so let's say i have one or two sipped full drinks of other people's glasses in a whole year but there was a whole year i didn't touch alcohol a whole decade where i completely abstained from alcohol. I still don't do any caffeine. I eat all organic food. I only drink uh, glass bottled water. I get to bed on time. I exercise scientifically to correct my posture and to 
empower myself. So I've dedicated my life now to like harnessing and growing my own human power and teaching other people how to do the same so that we can lead more abundant lives, more fulfilling lives, less fearful existences, and more empowered um, existences so we can push back on this natural programming that's so prolific in our society. And that's where I got into the mind control as well as when I came back from the Czech Institute, I was completely certified in making sure people knew what to eat, how to stretch, how to exercise. And no matter what I gave them, Alex, they would never follow through. So I was charging them hundreds of dollars an hour. I was making good money. I thought I had the cure for everything. And then these people were, it, I found they were terrorized. They were they terrified to become thin, they were terrorized to follow through on their goals. They might need to lose 50 pounds, then they'd lose 10. And then you'd see them. There's a, and I could see it. There's an invisible glass ceiling. A lot of this happens in the invisible realm. They'd bump up to this invisible glass ceiling, sort of like a magical force, and they'd retreat. They, they know they needed to lose 50 pounds. They knew it would make them live longer. They would help their relationships, help them have less sick days at work, give them better energy. Terrifying. And I'm like, what is this invisible force? And then I got into the mind control. They call it, like conventionally, it's called behavior modification. And I found out and discovered through the mind control techniques that I learned about that were being used against us, I just used the same techniques with my clients to literally hypnotize them to be afraid of being poor, <laughs> to be afraid of being overweight, to be afraid of living a non-abundant life, even to be afraid to work a job. And the way the subconscious mind works, if you can make it afraid to be poor, which I can, you're, it'll run toward, it'll literally make you rich all on its own. You just kind of just got to strap in and it'll get you there. And if you can make the subconscious afraid to be overweight, it'll never be overweight. It'll just simply drag you into a thinner toned existence. You can try and resist, but the subconscious mind has full control of your behavior and you could dig your heels in, but it'll just pull you through the dirt, whether you like it or not. And it's that's the same mind programming that the, the TV shows and the movies and the government dictates use. Like it's the same behavior modification technology that's rippled and infiltrated in all Hollywood film and all Hollywood print media, the radio, and I, when I do seminars now, and I do a lot of live seminars uh, online, and I show, we pick apart uh, movie trailers, TV show trailers. I mean, we can't analyze the whole movie. And you don't need the whole movie. I'll explain how this behavior modification works. And then we'll throw up a video. I mean, some of the ones I reviewed last weekend in an online seminar was Dirty Grandpa, uh, the TV sitcom Mom. Um, we did uh, Aquaman, just the trailer, just uh, 60 second trailers. And when I point out the background objects that's already been proven in the beginning of the seminar to hack their mind, and we already showed mind hacking experts 
hacking other people's minds in previous videos, proving that the mind can be hacked in the exact ways I say. And those videos uh, drop the jaw of anybody watching and say, literally, they're looking around and say, did I just see that? That's really how my behavior is manufactured. And I say, that's exactly how your behavior is manufactured. You don't know it. The people ruling you know it. Then we get into the examples, and now they're starting to put it together. They're like, oh, my God, I've never looked past the main character into the background or seen the themes between different shows because the subconscious is very good at picking up the background objects and patternizing them. The subconscious mind loves particulars, and it's a part of the brain that's in charge of our, our behavior, but we'll leave it like that. And I started to use that technology to just, like I'm a mind hacker. I could, I could literally go work for people in Hollywood. I could arrange the back, uh, backdrop uh, objects and there are jobs like that. I could, you tell me what you want the people to do out in the audience and I can make it happen through patterning in, in the background objects. No problem whatsoever. You want them to eat pizza. You want them to drink Pepsi. You want them to kill themselves, like in the movie Bird Box with Sandra Bullock. No problem. Whatever you want to do, it can be done. But I use that same knowledge for good just to raise people up and help them evolve and help them progress. And I take great offense that this mind controlling technology is every day weaponized against the people and weaponized in the past year more than any time in human history. It's just, there's it's like shooting fish in a barrel out there with the, what's on the screens. And our screens are called screens because like even in football, uh, you're in the UK, I mean, a screenshot is when one of the, you know, one of the attacking teammates blocks the view or, or obscures the view of the netminder. A, a screen is, gives you an obscured view of reality. That's why they're called screens. So I hope that kind of gives everybody the impression. So now what I do, I started off as a soulless North American meatbag, uh, self-abusing myself into an early grave, and now... I've discovered why I had that programming. I've changed myself, and now I go out into the world to help people do the exact same. And um, I'm not aggressive about it, but I do believe if we can get more people knowing how the magic is done. I mean, if you know how a magician conducts his tricks, the magic show fails to impress, and the magic show shuts down. So if everybody in the public knew how their mind was being hacked, by TV, Hollywood, and government. And we, we could literally buffer ourselves from that barrage and we could ignore, we, we could definitely find out what they're doing because if you know the mind control and how it works, you can read it. It's like a code in the matrix, like in the movie, The Matrix, uh, there are people that could read the dropping down code. You can see what they're trying to do and it's all evil. It's all dark and it's all nefarious. People really need this knowledge to protect themselves. So I hope that is a good intro of what who I was and who I am now. Yeah, perfect intro. Thank you, Jason. Thank you for sharing. Um, it brings me on nicely to my first question. I wanted to talk a bit about what you call the mainstream media 
and uh, I use that saying as well now, and that's great. Um, how did our info, our rulers infiltrate the media? Because a lot of people, I think it kind of blows the mind a bit that the government and the media are kind of intertwined rather than two separate entities. And why do you think it's one of their greatest weapons? Well, it's definitely the greatest weapon, and it's almost sort of why it exists. The subconscious mind is the target of anything that's on a screen. The average person out there today believes that this is for their entertainment, that Hollywood studios and TV studios jockey for position, profit position, by trying to get the, the more entertaining and the more interesting content. And they believe it's an industry that's driven on profit. It's not driven on profit. It's driven on mind control. And everything on the media, the reason the media is a weapon is because it's all targeting a very particular part of our brain called the subconscious. And everybody can go into DuckDuckGo, which is a search engine, by the way, and they can query what this part of the mind is. Number one, we should be taught about it. It is a very powerful part of our mind. It's called the subconscious because we don't know anything about it consciously. So as we go out through the day, we as humans are think that we're manufacturing our own behavior based on careful consideration of our life options. That's what we would believe consciously. And the conscious part of the brain is the part of the brain you're listening with. I'm talking with the conscious part of the brain, and it can handle about 140 pieces of information a second. This is what its capacity, this is what it's measured to be able to handle in terms of knowledge. It sounds impressive until you go over to the research of the subconscious, a part of the brain that the average person doesn't even know is working with them. They don't know that they carry it. And it's downloading information at 11 million pieces of uh, info every second. So why is it doing that? Why is it quiet? Why does it do it secretly? What's it doing with the information? Does it ever throw it out? Well, the people who rule us uh, know that this part of the brain is a very loving and protective. It's not nefarious. It's got its flaws, but it's not nefarious. And it's always sort of cuddling up to you as a protector, as a ninja, as a bodyguard, and how it protects you. So it's sort of, it's obsessed with your security. It's obsessed with your safety. It wants to make sure you live long. And that's a big problem if you out in the world 35,000 years ago, you have to have some sort of genetic internal equipment to make sure that you survive as long as possible because that's the whole design of life. How far can we go? And this part of the brain has merely one function that the people who rule you know about and has known about for thousands of years. It likes to copy. It likes to mimic. It likes to emulate. It likes to mirror what the majority is doing. And that 11 million pieces of information downloaded is merely the process by which it assesses what everybody else is doing. So it's downloading through the eyes. The eyes are the very important part. 
of this uh, system that helps you live long. And it's ranking. It's always ranking repetitive content. And that's why marketers want to go toward this part of the brain, because if this part of the brain sees the um, Nike swish, you know, that Saturn swish, okay, Hermes, if it sees the swish out, and it's always looking, even though you're not looking, it's always looking, because it loves you. It's like, hey, you know, I'm your partner. Let's survive together. So it's always out there. It's looking and say it sees that a hundred shoes have the Nike switch, it, it, it will rank it compared to other shoe brands like Under Armour or Adidas. And whatever comes up as the most repetitive, the subconscious mind literally sort of writes it on a piece of paper and then forces it up to you and you're gonna act it out. You're the actor. You're, you're not an independent vessel. You're under the control of the subconscious mind, and the subconscious has been proven to control 93 to 97% of your behavior. The more toxic you are, the more inferior you are, the more it's in full control. And it's always going to do that ranking. And why would it, like if it wants you to survive, why would it care that there's 100 Nike shoe wearers compared to four Under Armour shoe wearers? in that day, but because it knows quite clearly that a hundred people, if you bond with them, you're safer. So it's a part of the brain that really looking for the majority. It loves the majority. It loves what the group is doing. And this sort of uh, protection mechanism worked probably really good when you're out living in a village. You want to walk on the path that your mom's walking on to the cornfield right? Like 40,000 years ago, don't take the path no one takes. Take, copy and mimic and mirror the path that your mom takes because it doesn't have the rattlesnakes on it. So it's all about copying, mimicking, finding the majority, having the beliefs you're supposed to have, having the ideas you're supposed to have. And that worked really good. Now, the people who rule us are very old. And they found this technology by happenstance a long time ago. There was a country that we now know today as Turkey. It used to be called media. Yeah. And the average person and who lived there was a group, uh, a population called the Medes, M-E-D-E-S. And the Medes figured this out a long time ago, most likely through the TV equivalent of their age, which was the center square in the city or the plays. So they would have a play and the hero would wear a red cape. And then as the, they, they fumbled upon this. So as the show ended, it was the next day, as the government officials were walking throughout the ancient towns, the shop owners would say, we've had a big run on red clothing today. All our red capes are out. And then they think nothing of it. Till the next play where the female heroine might wear a, a very particular piece of gold jewelry. As they were walking the ancient city streets the next day, the goldsmiths would come up and say something very odd. All our gold pieces that were similar, they're all sold out. And then the government officials were like, hey, hold on here. 
what's going on with the human behavior? And then they started to study. And then they started to find out that whatever you showed humans that have positive reinforcement, uh, that there was, there was a coding of positive emotion, that uh, it was repetitive, the humans would copy. And then someone said, well, I'd like to go steal the, the land of the Greeks, but I can't do it myself. This is in Turkey. And uh, the governing body through this knowledge would say, okay, hold on. Why don't we just have the plays that reflect what we want to do? So if we would like to get an army together uh, in regards to like, let's go steal someone else's stuff. No one's really going to volunteer for that, but let's have a central central park or a central square play, a city square play, and we'll glorify warriors coming home from battle. And they would do that. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh, they said, okay, let's try this out. We'll have the war themes. We'll put back-to-back -back shows. We'll do it for three weeks. And then we'll ask, we'll put up, does anybody want to volunteer for war? And then all of a sudden the humans were, were volunteering. Now this sort of technology, that's why media is so dangerous. And there were conflicts amongst ancient groups using this technology because you can also use it to have people be moral or ethical or just or kind or evolutionary if you give them positive stuff to mimic peaceful content loving content you can really uplift the society and then another par ruling party opposing party would say we're going to use the same technology to fill our own pockets and stay in control and throughout history there have been some sects of egypt uh, ruling parties in Egypt that have had these battles between mind control experts that are dark, which are ruling our world to this day. They are definitely the same families. You can read about many of those uh, families in David Icke's book. There's a, a man from Ireland called uh, D uh, Michael Tessarion, who is very uh, descriptive of these ruling groups and the psychology that they, they use to psychologically manipulate the public and this technology is going on today like there was a movie in 2001 called gone in 60 seconds with nicholas cage and angelina jolie it was a movie about car theft that had to steal 100 cars they didn't film all 100 getting stolen because you know the show would be too long the movie would be too long but they did show about 20 of the cars uh, getting stolen and that's very repetitive and there was positive reinforcement because Nicolas Cage got super beautiful Angelina Jolie who's uh, quite stunning attractive physically and so you have the repetition you have positive reinforcement you have glorification at the end the bad guy was killed all the good guys lived and when that movie was released in Burnaby, BC, Canada, they recorded a 65% increase in car theft in the first 10 days after the movie landed there. Now, is that surprising? Not to anybody who studies psychology. And that's the danger of media. Even with the show, the Cosby show, 
if we could forget about Bill Cosby, if he did re really do what he said, let's forget about that right now. I have my suspicions of that. And it was a, called The Cosby Show. It was a show about an African-American lawyer, uh, and that was Miss, Mrs. Huxtable, Claire Huxtable. And Bill Cosby was Mr. Huxtable. He was an African-American medical doctor. And during the nine-year run of the show, African-American enrollment in medical school and law school went up 19%. And that was openly called the Cosby effect. And again, this is the ancient technology that that's being, oh, it's been, to say it's been sharpened and to say it's been weaponized over the past 50 years or even over the past 100 is the understatement of the century. There was, there was too much of a positive effect in relation to income. I'm not saying lawyers and medical doctors do anything great for society because we know the majority of them do not. But that gave a people a lot of economic power especially in the black community, which these groups who rule us, they're not black. <laughs> and they don't like anybody other than their own sort of ethnic group having power, just basically ruling, fa ruling family members. So they canceled the Cosby show, even though the ratings were really high. And then they started to bring in negative role models like Lil Wayne and the gangster movies and the drug movies. And during the, when it wasn't long after that, with this negative influence and how human behavior is, you know, proven to be manufactured out of the subconscious mind based on repetitive content and positive reinforcement, you had the African-American uh, level of post-secondary enrollment drop down to pre-Cosby show levels and they called this massive drop in knowledge and acquired knowledge through university and college, they called it the Lil Wayne effect. This sort of mimicking technology is rippled throughout all our Hollywood film, all our TV shows, all our print media, all the mainstream, lamestream radio stations. And although the technology can be used to make people better and enlightened and more evolved human beings, it's never used like that on the mainstream. And that's what the censorship about. If anybody wants to know, why are they censoring? And someone says, well, they don't want anybody to tell the truth. It's more than that. It's about the subconscious mind control. You can't have repetitive content that's truthful go up against repetitive content that's not truthful or the mind control is weak. It's the, the, the more you can get rid of truthful content, the more the subconscious is um, sort of exposed to the lie-based repetition and the, the most repetitive theme or pattern or simple symbol wins in the subconscious mind. So when we see the censorship, it's all about mind control. When we see the narrative, it's all about hacking that part of the brain that's obsessed with finding the bigger group through repetitive content. And even the average person today doesn't know, and this part of the brain too, and one of the most dangerous aspects of it, it actually doesn't care what the truth is. <laughs> that's, the, that's a big problem because it, it will 
It will go along to get along with any lie as long as it gets the repetitive content that the lie is being lived out by the majority. Uh, an example of this will say someone is adamant that they uh, know things about vaccines. And then if you were to ask them, what books have you read? What, tell me, tell me the, the research study that really convinced you, or could you name the title of the book that really convinced you, or could you name even three ingredients in vaccines? This will trigger the subconscious mind to have a battle with the conscious mind, because the conscious mind knows, I didn't read any books. <laughs> I, I didn't I don't have a favorite research subject uh, article to prove um, that I know what I'm talking about and I can't even name two ingredients in vaccines I assume one's water but I don't even think that's a, a vaccine ingredient so the person is faced with their subconscious programming and the average the subconscious set really wants to come out and say it doesn't have a voice but it definitely is in control of your behavior and it's literally saying hey that's a logical question thanks for asking it but my function as the subconscious mind is to determine the safe behavior regardless of truth and the safe behavior based on the repetition is that vaccines are safe and effective and the reason I think that is because safe and effective has ranked to the number one phrase in my brain. And then I'm going to live out that phrase because whether it's poison or not, I can find a safety in the herd by associating myself with that group. But that's an ambush. That's a hacking of a safety and security and survival elongation process in the mind. It's a hijacking of that in a very nefarious way. Because if you're injecting poison into yourself to be part of the herd, but you die early, you just got hijacked. You just got ambushed. You got taken advantage of. The people who are doing this can trick you into killing yourself in order to fit into the bigger group because they've manufactured the bigger group out of pure wind on the TV screen. And the average person runs to the bigger group. And if you don't really understand that, think of a kamikaze pilot. Perfect example. You have that's a kamikaze pilot is a World War II fighter pilot out of Japan, flies a bomb-laden aircraft into a warship and kills themselves. Well, that all starts with the town square again, right? And the radio. So as the Japanese male who might be 16 at the beginning of the war is walking by the Tokyo town square to get groceries with his mother, he notices the crowd, the positive emotion, the positive reinforcement. Well, what's going on in the town square? Well, there's other older males that he wants to be like to be accepted one day. They all have the bonsai bandana with the rising sun and they're getting positively enforced. And this is the ancient group who knows how to use this technology. Again, it isn't Japanese government. It's this one world government that's always been there, getting their way with the people who don't understand how this part of the brain works. So every time that young 16-year-old is going to the grocery store with his mom and he's growing up, he's going to be 17, 18, he's always looking over and seeing that these kamikaze pilots are getting attention. They're getting accepted by the group. You want to hack the subconscious mind, fabricate where, where the group is, 
and fabricate the promotion, celebration, adoration, and the subconscious mind will come running so that, you know, this, this poor Japanese boy who eventually becomes 18 and wants to go fight in the war, he shows up and its subconscious mind is the one bringing them there. And the subconscious says to him, just do what they say and you'll be able to be accepted by the group. And the conscious mind says, okay, no problem. And uh, then you're accepted and you're dead. Pretty big flaw in the behavior manufacturing system. And that flaw is, is always um, taken advantage of by the people who rule us. I got, I got it as well. I got repetitive content that smoking drugs and doing coke. I watched a lot of Scarface. I couldn't wait to do a big mountain of coke on a desk and maybe have a, a gun with a grenade launcher. And, and just mimicking, right? And it's really, and why would they do that to me? We, we know maybe why they're doing to the kamikaze pilot. Well, why are they trying to make me kill myself with the cocaine? It's simple. The people in power know that you can't rule healthy, vital, and independent people. So you use the technology that I'm talking about to produce this massive glob of childlike, dependent, toxic, and disempowered people that, again, act like children pulling on the apron strings or pulling on the pant leg of big brother or big mother. And they really can't survive without, they're so weak and so dependent, they can't survive without the government tit in their mouth. But although the, the milk in the tit is poison, the average person can't wait to get the government tit in their mouth because a better pension, better holidays, uh, more sick days and you better make sure it has all the sick days you can handle because you're going to be really sick work, working for big brother uh, and depressed, right? Because your soul knows, your subconscious mind knows who you're working for, even though actively most people don't care about it. So this is why this technology is littered. It doesn't matter if it's Jerry Seinfeld and Newman at Kenny Rogers Chicken. I don't know if you know that sitcom. Um, well, some people will because it's very famous over here in North America. Or it doesn't matter if it's Fat Thor. There was the last uh, segment of Avengers Affinity War. We had Thor drinking beer with the big beer belly. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Chris Hemsworth. A feminization of the male figures. And even in the same show, Supergirl saved today is the women are now stronger than the men. The men are emasculated. So those are patterns. There are other patterns. I mentioned that one, but the greatest pattern and like I rank them because I see the symbols in the background and I understand the patterns of the general patterns of violence and, uh, you know, chaos and conflict. That's a pattern, but the number one symbol and all Hollywood film is a coffee takeout cup, a coffee mug, a coffee shop, or a coffee machine. And if people want to know, so what I'm saying is, number one, that stuff is there on purpose, and it's riddled through the background. Number two, it's riddled through the background because the subconscious mind will rank those symbols compared to other symbols and behaviors. They're the most popular symbol and behavior, which means you're going to act it out. Coffee is the most 
heavily consumed psychoactive drug in the entire world. It cuts blood flow to the brain by 52%. It activates the fight or flight function inside the brain complex. And when you're in fight or flight, because caffeine is a poison, your IQ is in the childlike state and you have no ability to judge long-term consequences of your actions. Now, if I'm ruling you, what are the advantages to me to get you caffeinated? Like if I, and all this is about you doing it because I want you to do it. So if I came to your house, knocked on your door, Alex, grabbed you by the wrist, pulled you outside the flat or the house, wherever you live, opened your mouth and poured caffeine to it, you and all the neighbors and the neighborhood would say, hey, I don't, I don't think that's right. So they want you caffeinated, but they can't do that. They want you vaccinated, but they can't, again, drag you out of the house. People would interfere. They're like, hey, 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 slow down there with the needle full of poison dragging Alex out into the road and holding them down. They can't make you go to their schools. They can't make you drink Red Bull. They can't make you drink pop. They can't tie you to a tree in front of your house and jam McDonald's down your throat. But there's, they want you to do it. So how do they do it? Well, they do it with the coffee. Number one, anybody can go watch any movie tonight. They will see the coffee cup, the coffee mug, the coffee shop or the coffee machine always in the background. It's the number one most frequent symbol and that's how they get you to do it is they hack this part of the brain and if they can make someone commit suicide by waiting in line to get i mean the vaccine in north america right now is killed by low estimates i don't know about a thousand people by higher estimates it could be as high as a hundred thousand because there was a Harvard study at one time that said only 1% of all vaccine adverse reactions are recorded in the uh, American VAERS system. VAERS stands for Vaccine Adverse uh, Event Recording System. So it could be as high as 100,000. And if they were to hold you down and uh, inject you and you died, the people would get their pitchforks, their torches and whatever guns are still legal and they go take care of business like they're supposed to. But legally as well, I, there's no law sent, like there's no jail time or punitive um, punishment. There's no punishment if I trick you to kill yourself through propaganda. But there is punishment if I kill you. So all of these agendas that I'm talking about are for you to do to yourself what they could never do to you by force, even if they employed the police and even if they employed the full weight of the military. They still couldn't pour coffee down everybody's throats. They still couldn't vaccine poison every single person on the planet even with the full military, tanks, planes, drones, can't happen. So, and if they did and it failed, people are getting hung, people are getting jailed, and things are get, people are getting punished. But if I can use repetitive content, repetitive phrases like vaccines are uh, safe and effective, or vaccines don't cause autism, or vaccines improve immunity, or makes me resistance to disease, you and... 
I got a vaccine when I was 26, which was part of my downfall. I wanted to be the perfect citizen. I was making a lot of money, but what I found out later, it was just a, it's the same vibration. I'd hurt myself at the bar and then I'd see the vaccine. My subconscious actually knew the vaccine was poison and said, you're poisoning yourself. This is the daytime. Go poison yourself over there. I almost died. It's the first time in my life I ever made a will. I, I phoned my lawyer. He came to my bedside. That's how sick I was. And I said, if I die two years after I started all my businesses, make sure my mom gets my businesses. So all this behavior modification tactics, and what I'll do is I'll send you a link of uh, mind control documentaries that you can attach in the show notes so people can start learning that this is a re like it's more than a real thing it is a weaponized science you know when people say the science is settled the only science that is settled is psychology everything else is about psychological manipulation the only science that is set settled is that if i show you things that are re repetitive you will act them out while believing you're manufacturing your behavior on your own behalf. And so I can literally puppet you from a distance through your screens. And that's another reason why all this, all the businesses are shut down because when you're at, when you're at work, not everybody, but a lot of people still aren't staring at a screen. They want everybody on a screen and they want through the censorship to control the screen content because if I control, can control what repetitive messages you receive through your screen, I can control your thoughts, your beliefs, and your behaviors. And then I can trick you to kill yourself at any time. Haven't Just you like been the banned What's that? Haven't you been banned yourself on Facebook? I get banned occasionally for <laughs> saying uh, various uh, truths. And some, you know, eventually, I mean, Klaus Schwab is... This is just the beginning. I mean, Klaus Schwab and his group from Davos, which is the same group from the Trilateral Commission or Bilderberg, it's the same guys and girls now too, the female Illuminati. They are, you know, they're trying to eventually have a crisis on the internet with me, when maybe the internet goes down. And then they would have done it just like all their other psychological operations they're called disaster capitalists they start the, the disaster then they walk up and say there's so many people at home the internet is dangerous now it can be weaponized against us everybody's going to have to have a license to log in so now you're not having a license you can log in and you won't get your license unless you repeat the repetitive content and that alone is repetitive content in the movies for the past 30 years. Do as you're told. That's what the, that's what the mind programming in school is all about. Do as you're told, you get the A+. You don't, I don't need a, a memo sent to my house from Klaus Schwab. If he gets a license and says the license on the internet, my subconscious mind automatically knows that if I tell the truth, I'll never get on the internet again. I don't need the memo. You don't need to um, get direct communication with mind control. All you need to see is that the frontline American doctors are getting censored. 
Dr. Sherry Tenpenny lost her position on Facebook. Del Bigtree lost his a position on Facebook. But if you're taking selfies and showing your cleavage and showing your abs and basically decorating the control grid with minutiae, you can always stay on. And I don't need that memo. My subconscious mind has already scanned that and knows these truths. And that's what's dangerous about the entire uh, control grid is it's always signaling us daily that truth is very dangerous. And that being this chronic childlike bullshitter is a, a really safe role to play. So we don't, like my friends who wear the masks, uh, they know it's a lie. They just know it's safer to be a liar. Yeah, that, that that's it. Uh, nicely to talk about next, because obviously this year has been absolutely huge for all the stuff you're talking about. But the other day I was in the supermarket, didn't have my mask on because uh, I don't wear that shit. And this guy was shouting at me, but I couldn't hear what he was saying because he had his mask on. I heard the word mask, so it was to do with that. I was like, fucking hell, come on. Um, but anyway, obviously people are like really fearful. Um, and all the rest of it through the media and then they're kind of doing literally anything to tell them they're talking about triple masking now using anal swabs and all this shit what, what do you think about all that oh well it's it's very common so when you see that guy yelling at you mm -hmm. he's also inside the subconscious mind he feels number one that it's dangerous for you not to be part of the herd the subconscious mind has a very dangerous function is once it's convinced to believe one area of truth, like they believe that masks work and they don't, but remember, like I said, the truth doesn't matter. Where's the bigger group to you? You're the subconscious will hate anybody who's outside the herd and embrace anybody who's inside the herd. So all that gentleman was doing, was flexing the very well-known psychology that the subconscious mind, once it accepts any idea, it will reject the opposite of that idea. You're a threat because you're outside the herd. The subconscious also knows that by its own function, it's a copying and mimicking and mirroring function, which means if you're permitted to go without a mask, the subconscious mind knows, this is the funny part about the subconscious mind, it knows some other people will copy you and follow you just because that's the function of the mind. So th that's why they attack right away. Like when, Raf not Rafael Nadal, but uh, Dokovic, the tennis player, at the beginning, he knows what's going on. You silence quickly. But he says, I'm not taking a vaccine to play tennis. And he probably, and someone like Dokovic could pay someone off to arrange this for him. But all of us couldn't. He's attacked right away because the people who understand the subconscious mind knows we like to copy. So if we're sitting, we're sitting down at home seeing this guy Dokovic, the tennis player, walking. <laughs> yeah, then all the other people will copy. And that's really, really dangerous. And that's why this gentleman attacked you because he doesn't want to be the only one with the mask on one day because his safety is based on being in the majority. You having no mask is a threat because 
you could be a seed, you could be a role model, you could start showing positive role modeling where one day he comes in and he's in the minority. And because that sort of weakened, feminized male has never taken the proper rite of passage from child to adult, he's like one of those humans that I've talked about that are weak, they're dependent, their security is based on the tribe and not internal to them. They can't fight. They don't like to fight. Usually they're programmed that they don't like guns or weapons. And a real man does not follow the crowd. A real man is independent. Children follow the crowd because they can't defend themselves. If you're three feet tall and 70 pounds, the only weapon you have for survival is fitting in. Put your mask on. You can't even fight if you wanted to fight. But with myself, I'll go places and disrupt the norm. And if someone says, put your mask on, I'll just say, shut your mouth. Because I'm a real man. I'm not going to do it. And that guy with the mask on, I know his personality. He's a follower. He doesn't know how to fight. I know Krav Maga. I know boxing. I know uh, kickboxing. I can rip out your throat potentially if you leave it vulnerable. I'll whip out, I'll, I'll take out your voice box. <laughs> so I have no problem. I'm an adult. And if there's three of them, I might lose. But a real man is independent. And part of the programming that I'm talking about, so that guy who has never taken his rite of passage, whose safety is dependent on the group and the TV. He's being manufactured too. We're all victims. He's watched Adam Sandler movies, the story of Ricky Bobby, uh, Will Ferrell movies, and all the movies like Fat Thor in the Avengers. It's all about feminizing the male characters and putting masculine traits on the female characters. Humans mimic that too. And so you have the beta males, you know what the beta males look like, they're reflexively obedient, they don't, they're not really interested in fighting or, or self-defense, they think the government's going to protect them, I mean, come on, yeah. look up the word democide, their own government kills its own citizens, and the governments in the past hundred years have killed 270 million of their own citizens across the world, and they always take away their guns before they do it. And they always have the false flags. And they use this social conditioning, this social engineering that I'm talking about to make people fall in love with the very abattoir that's going to slit their throats. It's like a sheep. It goes its entire life afraid of the wolf only to be slaughtered by the shepherd. And if you don't find your true sovereignty, especially as a male in this time and age, you're going to be always taking a knee to whatever the group is doing. You're going to be a slave to your subconscious mind. And that kind of guy as well, you know, he has a TV in his house, no books. He, because to him, why research? If you're so afraid of the world that all you're going to do is take a knee to the herd and fit in and go along to get along, just be this weakened beta male your entire life, you don't need books. You just need to turn the TV on and you download your operating behavior from the TV. Two masks, two masks, three masks, three masks. 
and they're just like robots. If they told them to put peanut butter in their ass crack to protect from COVID, we would have a peanut butter shortage and we would have a toilet paper shortage at the same time. It would be mayhem because they'd have to fish out the, to- uh, the peanut butter when they went to bed. So th- when, you're, when you're that weak and that childlike, and again, humans aren't born like this, they're manufactured and they're manufactured by this. It's like full circle, right back at the TV shows, right back at the movies, right back at the government schooling. They're all brainwashing devices to, to manufacture this reflexively obedient Borg-like drone slave that forgets who they are to take their proper place of employment on the Death Star working for Darth Vader and then attacking smart people that are trying to save them. Like, like where, where do they think this, this is the one lie to rule them all? Like an analogy to the Lord of the Rings. COVID-19 is the one lie to rule them all. And you can see the government getting punch drunk. You remember in the Lord of the Rings with the ring, everybody would be after it because it gave everybody the power. Well, look at COVID-19, the, the government psychopaths are tripping over themselves. They're laughing, three masks, four masks. There was a guy in Canada, four masks now. And then Satan was interviewed and they said, no, as men, don't breathe. Not breathing is your best defense. Yeah, don't breathe then. And then the average guy's like, okay, I won't breathe. And if you think we're not going there, you're not you just go back to the kamikaze story or go back to the lady or the man taking their child in tow to a vaccine clinic, waiting in line patiently and insisting they inject poison into themselves and into their loved ones. And then they're like, I'm a logical upstanding citizen. I'm like, no, um, you're under mind control. And I know it because you're injecting documented poison into yourself and your kids. And if you want to know if you're under, you know, trauma-based mind control or the, this mind hacking, just ask yourself, is anything you do in a day logical? Like when you get up in the day and you drink caffeine poison, and if you don't know how bad coffee is for you, go read the book uh, Caffeine Blues by Stephen Chernisky. And if you read that, it'll be quite clear that coffee and caffeine cause a destruction of every cell and every organ system in the entire body, plus affect your neurological system to be slave-like, obedient, and childlike all at the same time. So does drinking coffee in the morning logical or rational? Of course not. So why are you doing it? And why will you continue to do it? Now, when you come back from the slave cycle, working a job you don't like, making shit money, and having the government steal half of it so that it can make sure to brainwash you with that budget and then set up the vaccine clinic so you inject poison into your own kids and yourself. You come home from the nine-to-five slave cycle, and instead of getting busy reading and educating and trying to start your own business so that three years down the road, you might take off into the stratosphere, maybe but it's better than sitting there and doing nothing. Why are you drinking alcohol that's proven to cause cancer, proven to cause brain damage, and proven to cause shorten your life in, in, when any amount? 
And I'll, I'll give you those links specifically. You can put the mind control documentaries and all the scientific literature proving that alcohol lessens your lifespan in any amount. Every ounce of alcohol that you drink, you die, I think it's about 10 or 9 uh, minutes earlier than you would if you didn't have it. But the government said what? It's healthy in moderation? What's the repetitive phrase with alcohol, healthy in moderation? Not true just like all of these other phrases. But if you hear it, you if you hear these phrases, you act illogically. You destroy yourself like I used to destroy myself. I do the coffee, I do the alcohol, I do the drugs, because that was sort of in my generation, the cocaine. There are a lot of movies about cocaine. Uh, it's the same here still. Yeah, and uh, today it's uh, here is smoking marijuana, and no one can believe it's a... Uh, Smoking marijuana, I'm not saying ingesting it. Medicinally, I find there are some benefits if you eat it. But it's proven if you smoke it that it lowers your hippo, it, it atrophies your hippocampus. Now, your hippocampus is a gland in your brain that makes sure you can react to danger properly and it cancels that effect. So if I'm ruling you, what would be the advantage of destroying a part of the brain where you can't react to danger? Please, people, please know that. And it's not a coincidence. It's not, it's not like the people who rule us are like, oh, I didn't know that. It's not a misunderstanding of the science. This is a weaponization of the science against people who have no idea what's going on. All, all the rat studies, all the cat studies, all the mice studies, all the dog studies, all the monkey studies ever done, are you really thinking they were done for mice? Do you really think they were done for monkeys? That they're really concerned about the social gatherings of the monkeys? They don't care about the monkeys or the rats or the cats. They want to see how to acquire knowledge, weaponize it, and use it against you. And they've been doing that since the beginning of time. And this is what the great lockdown or the great reset is all about. They know their secrets are coming out. They got one final shot. They're going to try and control every human to within an inch of their life. You don't participate. You're going to die. You're going to die anyway as a slave. It's damned if you do, damned if you don't. That's called double-bind mind control. They want to control all the information, get rid of all the videos, all the books, all the documentaries that show them as the psychopaths that they are and show that they're not just our generation of psychopaths. These are psychopathic people that can be traced through genetic line and genetic heritage all the way back to Babylonia, Sumeria, and even farther. These people aren't who or what they say they are, and we as humans are not who or what we're told we are. And when people find out what's really going on down here, uh, they're going to be electroshocked back into reality. But the people who rule us do not want us knowing anything that empowers us or anything that uncovers how evil, dark, and nefarious their rule is or how long this has been going on. Yeah, completely agree. Completely agree. Why touch you about a couple of things? Uh, one being the mass. What do you think they mean uh, symbolically? Because to me, it's kind of like, shut up. Your voice doesn't matter. 
freedom of speech is dead? Well, definitely. I mean, uh, number one, if you, I uh, think it was Otto Warburg, he won the Nobel Peace Prize for his work on cancer. I believe his Nobel, uh, it wasn't a Peace Prize, it was a Nobel Prize for Science, I believe, 1938. He discovered that if a cell is reduced of oxygen for 48 hours, it can trigger oncogenesis very easily, which means the cell can be cancerous. And this is what I think, these people who rule us, rule us through disease and dysfunction and disempowerment. So the mask is about, number one, perpetuating the lie that your breath is a weapon or that my spit can make you sick. It's a constant reminder as well, isn't it, that you see? It's a, yeah, it's a, it's a theory. It's a theory of disease causation. It's called the viral theory of disease causation. It's been prove, proven categorically categorically false. If you're sick, you're sick. You cannot make me sick. If you drank the tequila, ate the Doritos, and had the McDonald's, we, you know, if I met a lady like that, we can have a deep French kiss. She's not going to make me sick. But if I go over to her lifestyle and have the tequila, the Doritos, and the McDonald's, I will get sick. Her sickness is not a viral infection. It's a symptom of toxicity by which the body cleans itself out. If they want the full scope of how lie-based this, vi uh, this viral uh, disease causation theory is, they can read Dr. Thomas Cowan's new book called The Contagion Myth. And they've done studies like this in 1918. And it's the only time they've done this, these studies and you wonder why. They've tried. It was a theory. It was, you know, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. Is there anything pathogenic firing out of the mouth or saliva or bodily fluids of sick people that can cover me or get in me and make me sick? Well, they tried it. They took 500 people with the Spanish flu near their deaths and marched them into a prison with 100 prisoners. And maybe I'll send you, you might want to write this down, what I'm going to send you. I'll send you this actual uh, study that's published in a, a scientific medical journal where they took the 500 sick people, they went in to a prison. And these aren't, the prisoners were the healthy control. <laughs> Think about if you had organic people, but still, they had the prisoners as the 100 or the control group. And they did saliva, they put the swabs in, and you couldn't do this today. They put the swabs in the other people's mouths. Then they put up the nose, and then they put that in the people's mouths. And the, the non-sick people, this is getting pretty gross, right? And then they took the snot and the spit, drew the blood. You could definitely not do this today. Drew the blood of the sick people and injected it into the healthy controls. Out of the 100 prisoners who aren't healthy to begin with, how many people do you think got sick? I don't know. But if I was a everyday person, I'd guess like half, but me, maybe like two. Zero. Yeah. Zero. Nobody. And then they shut it down. They said, obviously, this isn't how it goes. Mm -hmm. And then they've never done a study ever since. So Probably when you nice. get sick, so when you go down to spring break, and then you're coming back on the flight, 
and you're sitting there and you're watching maybe I Am Legend with Will Smith. You're watching Contagion with Matt Damon. You're watching Outbreak with Dustin Hoffman. You're watching 28 Days with that British actor. I don't know his name. And then you'll get sick because all you're doing is treating your body like a garbage compactor. You're like, oh, shit, must have caught a bug. No, you didn't catch a bug. You're using your mouth as a garbage compactor. And the way the genetic design of your body is, and the only reason you're using your Monica garbage compactor and treating yourself like a piece of garbage is because of the mind control in the movies to begin with, because you think partying is the good life, which it's not. They're just trying to make you easier to control. You didn't catch a bug, and that's never been proven. You're sick because you made yourself sick. And the guy that coming home on the flight who eats all organic, gets to bed on time, and drinks only glass bottled spring water, I could sit next to you the entire time. I'm not going to get sick. So the masks is the, the mask are there to enforce this mind control meme or idea that if so, someone could be carrying a virus and that virus is a deadly pathogen, whether it's making them sick or not, absolute liaria, never being proven. But if you have your PhD or doctorate from Cineplex and Hollywood University, no books in your house, zero books, only going off the repetitive hacking of the subconscious mind through all the viral and vaccine disease movies over the past 30 years, you're going to arrive on scene believing you're the most brilliant citizen in your city and vomit out that everything the movies have inserted into you and you think you're thinking on your own. And yeah. you're not. Yeah, and we're kind of like now in a situation where we're basically under house arrest. Some people living on their own, they're even in solitary confinement. And this is seen as like something virtuous and it's rebranded as lockdown. Um, are even you surprised how easily people have given up the rights? Well, to get, I'm not surprised, but the truth community has been warning. The mind control technology has always been in the media but your propensity to mimic the herd depends on your adult traits. So if you can sort of feminize males and then infantile, put an infantile agenda and ripple it throughout all the media and, and make the people believe they cannot handle life without governance. They need mommy to tell them what to do. They need daddy to tell them what to do. I'm not surprised that a, a society with feminized men through mind control and weakened physically, spiritually, and mentally people are acting like children and hoping the father or mother figure will save them. I'm not surprised whatsoever. But I, I am, I, I mean, I, I'm a little surprised that um, people aren't putting it together a little quicker. But I think a lot of people have put it together. They're just afraid to use their voices because they're in that, that rite of passage that I keep banging on a little bit throughout our talk. It was a very important ritual or ceremony in all ancient cultures because they knew that if an adult became an adult of adult age but still had a connection to the mother and the, and the, uh, the, uh, the child as well, uh, the female, 
uh, have a, co a connection to the father. These bonds had to be broken through ceremony or they would have never grown up. So they would have these rites of passage, like in Sparta, in ancient Sparta, a 14-year-old male was put outside the city walls. He, he would have to survive uh, outside the care of his mother and he would have to be learned to be independent. And when he learned to be independent and not afraid of being on his own, the fear of the herd turning on him is extinguished. So he can become a strong leader and go against immorality, even if there's a corrupt herd pushing the immoral conduct. So we're not really doing these rites of passage anymore. And even in ancient times, Paul Check will tell you, if the person came back from the rite of passage and survived, because a lot of the 14-year-olds would be eat, eaten by the gray wolves in Sp the Spartan woods, a lot of them wouldn't return. But if they did come back and they were still acting like children in their adult years, they would sneak into their tent and kill them. And that's how dangerous it is for a culture to be infiltrated by males that don't know their male role and females that don't know their female role. So today you have the uh, feminized beta males that are uh, taking a knee to the corrupt government because they're not strong enough to resist. And then you have uh, females giving masculine roles. They're also lost because they've been purposely engineered to be consumers of gratification and glamorization. No one's focusing on the important points, and that's how you take over a society like this. You fatten it on decadence, you fatten it on luxury, and then you come in and say, you're going to let me steal and kill and do what I want, or I'll take away your decadence, I'll take away your luxury. And if you're weak and feeble and you don't have a spine and you never became a full female, of adult age, you never became a full male in your full, full male power, literally psycho, satanic psychopaths rule the culture. And that's what we have today. Yeah, I had an argument with someone about this the other day. They were saying that our gender roles, we've been brainwashed into these gender roles and whatnot. And I was saying, well, hang on. If you look at any tribe that hasn't been infiltrated by the media or whatever, the man will always go out and hunt and provide and whatnot. And a woman will always be the carer and looking after the home. So obviously we haven't been brainwashed into those roles. It's just our nature. We could be brainwashed into those roles if the, if the, you know, if the same technology was used for good. But there are no movies and TV shows about strong males. There are stronger males. But like, say, with Aquaman, just go watch the new Aquaman release with... Uh, Jason Momoa or something. He's always drinking. He's full of tattoos. Um, this isn't what a real man is all about. And, you know, no one who drinks uh, the way he drinks in Aquaman, especially at the, one of the first scenes, is that ripped and that strong without steroids and growth hormone. So you're getting all kinds of conflictual messages inside the media and people mimic them. We're very far away from where we need to be, but we can get there. Men have to start understanding if they're feminized or not. And there are people who remasculinize men and help them find their power. Uh, one of them is Elliot Hulse. Elliot Hulse was interviewed by uh, uh, on London Real. If anybody wants to find Elliot Hulse, 
And if any, if there's any men out there that don't feel like they're grappling well in their feminized state and they're having spiritual conflicts because the male energy is an electrical source that occupies the body and it's a protective source. It's supposed to protect the innocent and the defenseless with its life. And if you happen to die, the electrical force will then simply just rifle through someone else's body. And we're supposed to always understand these things spiritually, that we're an electrified spacesuit, a meat suit, and uh, we all have our roles and the electricity is what gives us the soul and, and gives us this genetic knowledge and uh, whispers from our soul about what we're supposed to do here. Males are supposed to protect the innocent and the weak and right now all our men are standing down as uh, people like Bill Gates euthanize and uh, you know pay nurses and doctors to euthanize seniors and no one's coming to their aid because men have forgotten their true role in the tribe. You're supposed to defend the seniors. You're not supposed to take a 50,000 pound job a year at the NHS to euthanize the seniors. That's not your role on the planet. The energy is not gonna be blessing you with good karma by ignoring your role on this planet. Uh, That's what I'm saying. Hang on, the signal went a little bit over back. Um, yeah, good point. And do you think a big part of that is what we were talking about earlier, all the toxins like alcohol? Because a big reason I completely cut down my alcohol intake was from a lot of your information and eating healthier and whatnot. And that helped me be more in touch with the soul and spirituality. So do you think alcohol and all the toxins out there is a big part of taking us away from what we truly are. Guaranteed. I mean, alcohol is based on the word al ghul. That's where we get the word ghul from. And, and we call it spirits because alcohol is known throughout history to drive our good soul out on a tether. And once our host is soulless because the environment is too toxic to live within, original soul that came with us to this planet takes a little hiatus for a while and a darker soul comes in and everybody who's drank knows this and that's why there's so many fights at uh, two o'clock in the morning down at the pub because all the demons are being infiltrated the meat bags because the original souls are all out on a tether and the dark souls come in the dark spirits that's why they call it spirits the people who rule us know all this this isn't like we're using their knowledge we're finding their books they're well aware that alcohol leads to spiritual hijack and so does caffeine so does coffee that's why the uk royals and all the commonwealth nations used to break at high noon for tea time because the caffeine would infiltrate the slave class with the psychoactive drugs that made them do their slavery with more vigor this had nothing to do with the break. It, it had to do with infusing the slave class with a particular psychoactive substance that has an advantage for slave owner, but none for the slave. And not only does alcohol, that's why we call it booze too. Like boo is like a ghost, you know, like boo on Halloween, the kid will come up boo. That's where the word booze comes from. It's, again, it's a ghost, it's spirit. What's going on with the alcohol? It grows off dead and rotting material. 
you can't have alcohol without something dead or rotting. What kind of spiritual energy do you think is transferred into rotting corn or rotting potatoes or rotting barley? being eaten by yeast. Come on, folks, you got to start doing this sort of research. But any toxin activates our fight or flight system. And when our fight or flight system is on because our life is threatened, lowers our IQ, takes us into the limbic brain, and we don't have any ability to judge our long-term consequences. Those are the three big characteristics of brain function when you ingest poison. So, of course, their primary weapon of control is poison. That's why they're trying to inject the poison into us to really elevate the effect. And of course, this injectable COVID-19 vaccine is littered with other sort of properties that the average person has no idea about. If I even talked about them, they would, they would think that these things do not exist. So you're going to have to research it yourself. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll drop a link down below for something about that as well. But uh, going back to something else we said earlier about the fact checkers, we got all the political correctness, can cancel culture, obviously big infringements on our freedom of speech. How are you and how do you think we should protect against that? It's becoming more... Well, yeah, I think we can work around it. People know, spell things differently, don't use certain catch words. It's all AI-based. Eventually, just deplatform people who speak a lot of truth. It's an opportunity for us as a human human beings to find our freedom again. So we're either going to find our freedom again or we're going to be completely enslaved for the next 500 years. People will have to make that choice. Are they going to find their connect to their soul, connect to their their innate their native electricity that they came with to the to the planet? It's either negative energy or positive like a battery there's only two genders it's male or female are you going to pony up adult up level up and lion up to your male energy that's flowing through your male body or are you going to go with the female energy it's really up to you what role are you going to take and if you can get in touch with who you really are clean up and, and st start sidestepping the control grid it's in a poison and indoctrination-based control grid. Clean up your diet, learn how the subconscious mind works so that you don't feel ugly, naked, or frightened when you become your best self. That's what I teach. If anybody wants, email me if you want information on setting up your subconscious mind and tricking it to be your best self. Email me at jason at freedomfromselfsabotage.com. Again, it's jason at freedomfromselfsabotage.com. With the old programming, you'll never be healthy. It'll never happen. Because the way subconscious programming works, the bigger herds, the fatter herd. The bigger herds, the overweight herd. The bigger herds, the drunk herd. The bigger herd is the drugged herd, the medicated herd. And if you don't know how this part of the brain works, you can't and will not. You will be terrified to be your best self. That's how it's going to work. I can reprogram that, and then you can get healthy. Only then will you be able to follow through and be healthy for life, put down the poisons, and then you'll also, with, a, with an open mind and a clean mind, you'll see the indoctrination, the propaganda, the brainwashing, and the behavior modification, and then you will collapse the, con the control grid into, the, into dust inside your own life. It's a poison and indoctrination-based control grid. 
get rid of the poison, program your, your mind to be its best self. Then with the clean mind, you'll see the indoctrination and then it's over. Then you can walk out. It's a, it's a, you'll find the prison door has been unlocked the entire time. You just push it open where you were the prisoner and the prisoner guard in your own mind until you know how this whole system works. Superb. So are you still taking on clients at the moment? Have you got any services you'd like to offer as we wrap up? I only, um, I don't have any t openings for one-on-one -on -one clients where I take people's individual cases of self-sabotage, but I do have a recording, an overcoming self-sabotage recording where I go over all the mind control. I show you videos that will blow your mind. It will get your attention. You'll understand how the news works. You'll understand how the news has been driving you to be your worst self. And then I'll show you the ro reprogram mo uh, reprogramming modalities by which you can reprogram your own subconscious just the way they reprogrammed it so that you're a human mess. I'm going to help you reprogram it so that you're a human success. There's no difference in the uh, application of the mind hacking technology. I use the same hacking, but we trick you to be awesome instead of a wreck. Same stuff. And so I, I have a video. Um, it's about a five-hour talk. And it's very extensive in regards to problems and solutions. If you want to step out and be abundant, be healthy, be strong, learn self-defense, get empowered, learn how to work online, and just not be afraid. Because if you're like that, that's the problem. If you're like that, you are not in the majority. And their brains will attack you. I teach you how to deal with the attack. I teach you how to you know, reject the attack, and I teach you how to be strong enough so you can take it because they're always going to attack you. It's like the Tom Brady effect. Everybody's like, oh, he's, a, you know, Tom Brady's this, he's that. They don't know Tom Brady. They just know he's very different. He's really successful. He's got a really beautiful wife. He makes $30 million a year. She makes $30 million a year. That will get the attack-based function ignited in someone who's not in that group and that's a real small group yeah. i'm going to teach you all about this group psychology so you can just be amazing know it's a small group and get away from this dysfunctional dark and rotting tribe of mediocre and underachieving people that continually want you to wear a mask and be a loser like they are you don't have to be you can pick yourself up. You can do something better with yourself. You can make contact with your own innate human potential and get on with your life. You're not here forever. Amazing. Very empowering stuff to finish. So yeah, thank you so much, Jason. It's been a pleasure having you on. Well, I hope I help some people and I really appreciate you. Let me talk, Alex. Hopefully no, some good things came out of my mouth. That was nice. Thank you so much. It's been a, it's been a pleasure. You're very welcome, my man.